get a Bentley? What? Good to go. Are you ready? I was born ready. Born ready. Well, this is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerder and Coach Anna Collier. And Ooh. we pretty much have already recorded a fantastic episode off the record. So <laughs> yeah. let's see what we can get on the record. Coach, how's your, how's your summer going? A little bit freer this year? Uh, I'm loving life, gentlemen. Let me just tell you. <laughs> we could tell. It's sweet. You came into the studio hot today. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I am pretty hot. Well, literally and figuratively. figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, haven't been to the beach. By, ride my bike, kind of go to the beach, but, you know, just skin's heckle. looking good. Yeah, totally. None of that lip burn, sunblock. <laughs> it's... Oh, I'm getting facials. I'm going to the spa. Oh my I'm God. getting fit. You should see me in spinning. You're going like the full Manhattan Beach. <laughs> oh, I am. Right now. Just call me Soccer Mom. <laughs> soccer Mom. <laughs> soccer Mom Collier. It's my new name. Well, I might have a kid soon, so you can. Uh, yeah. You can drive <laughs> just a, at the baby drive shower. Soccer. Yeah. How was the shower? Oh, it's good. You know, we're just cruising by the beach. Can't really. Can't really ask for much more than that. The guys yeah. were invited. My kind of shower. To the shower? Yeah. Did you go? I went. Well, yeah. It was for guys and girls. Oh, Because nice. I figure, you know, we both got a parent and a kid. So why don't we both get to celebrate? <laughs> Did the gentleman bring presents? Uh, it's a few diapers, yeah. A few books. Children's books. I was looking more for Victoria's Secret kind of stuff. To the shower, <laughs> you know? She's going to get fit right after. And yeah. Going to have another. So yeah, you I need guess. to get her know. ready. Next time, we'll have to have another kid and another shower. Yeah, and say, VC only, Victoria's Secret only. I like it. <laughs> Always getting tips. This is a great start to Always the podcast. <laughs> we took a, a right turn right away. Immediately. <laughs> oh, is this about volleyball? No. No, I, no. it is what it is. It, it's just people in volleyball talking yeah. about things. Now we've got baby showers. We should mic you up when you're biking down the strand every morning and just make <laughs> oh, a yeah. YouTube channel out of it. <laughs> I would love to have you mic'd up when you're like coaching or watching someone that you've coached just just to hear what goes on in the mind of Anna Collier. Just what is she muttering? Well, it was really interesting <laughs> because at the NC2As, a couple of times, they came to me and they go, um, hey, we're going to mic you up. And I go, hey, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not if you want to keep your job and I want to keep my job. Right, exactly. Probably not I a good like idea. <laughs> I like my job. So we'll go with a negative on that. Really you can funny. take my assistant coach. Yes. <laughs> are you, oh uh, you going to be coming out to Manhattan, though, to watch? Because there's like 30 Trojans in the field right. every year now. I <laughs> like love all that. All of your like, figurative kids are out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they make it late Saturday and to Championship Sunday, I may get on my little bike and come on down. Mm, um, yeah. But, you know, it's so great with Prime now. So, yeah, totally. you know, I look out at the beach. No sun on the skin, remember? Yeah, Young right. looking. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> Put on my Prime, listen to Try, listen to Cameron, listen to Dane, and it's pretty nice. Yeah. It's pretty sure. nice. I'm, yeah. uh, unfortunately, you'll be listening to me yeah, this week. Yeah, you'll be back on. Week. Yeah. I know. I'm excited, but it's going to be a painful week to watch. Right. Again. But I think I heard you say something really great once where when you do... Really? Once? One, just once. Right. It was one time. I'll take it. Um, that when you watch and when you, you know, when you're through your illness and mm-hmm. then now through your punching of the ref stand, um, <laughs> that you learn. Yes. When you do that. Right. Prime. And exactly. I really like that mm-hmm. because um, many times throughout my career, I'd always say to my athletes... Hey, maybe we're out Saturday, but let's all be here Sunday. Yeah. Cause you learn so much. It's you know, I think that if I could go back and play now, 
could be a champion. Totally. Because I've been watching it for so long and analyzing it and looking mm-hmm. at it from a different eye. Yeah. That when you're a player and you get in it, you just you kind of locked into, well, you know, I can go high line, I can cut, I can serve right. them, they're going to go line so I can hold and run. But once you really get out of it and you really start looking at the game, even film that you look at now and you look at, you still look at it with an athlete's eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when you look at it with a coach's eye, and you just gain so much more knowledge. I kept thinking, ah, if I could go back and play with the same knowledge, totally. it would be a whole different career for me. Because right. you really, there are a lot of strategies. And there are a lot of things that can be done from watching film. But as an athlete, you just get so locked into the athleticism of it. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, yeah. the game itself, totally. rather than really analyzing it and playing that chess match. Right. And the what do you think the difference is between looking at film from an athlete's eye and a coach's eye? Because I've never been a coach, so I don't really know. Because I just look at it from a pure athlete point of, of view. Of course. Um, I think what I've learned through the years is The game's is way that, easier from a coach's perspective, right? Are you, you know, <laughs> I can get a ref stand out here for you <laughs> to make you feel at home. You know, if you just need to hit it again, we I can might, do that for I might, you. I need the other hand to even it yeah, out. Yeah, even it out. Why, Why not? not? Yeah. You know, we can go all the way to November before we play again. We can work that out for you. All right, all right. What was, what's, what's that? <laughs> um, from a coach's eye versus uh, an athlete's eyes, I think you look at both sides of the court much more critically. Okay. When you're an athlete, you don't kind of criticize yourself and look at your side as much as you possibly could and analyze it. Yeah. So when I'm looking now, I'm looking at the skill level of the team that I have and the skill level of the other team, and then now I'm trying to outsmart them with what tools we actually have, what skill we have. And I'm not sure athletes really look at that in that perspective. So I'm trying to win maybe against a team that has more skill and more athleticism and more wins or, you know, a higher seed or any way you want to look at it. I never want to come out and say they're better. I'm looking at, okay, how do I beat that Mm -hmm. team with what I have? And I think all of you guys a lot, and even when I was an athlete, you're looking at, okay, how can I beat that team? What are Mm -hmm. their weaknesses? I look at what are my team's weaknesses so that we don't show them as much Mm -hmm. and don't allow them to use that against us. And then what are their weaknesses and how can we get them in a position that's going to keep them out of the position of what our weaknesses are? Right. I feel like as an athlete, you don't have weaknesses. You don't. Admit to yourself that you have weaknesses, exactly. so you, you're not really going to game plan around that, necessarily. Right. At least right. I don't. I mean, I'm like, yeah, maybe they were better at it, but I can do it. I can do it better. Exactly. I'll be better, I'll be better this time. <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. So you're, right. you're actually making my point. Mm-hmm. That yeah. That's kind of, I think that's the major difference. Obviously, there's some of the differences. But, you know, self-criticism is not an easy thing when you're an athlete. Yeah. And, I, you know, you need to think you're better and know you're better and go out and be better but from a coach's eye I can say hey you kind of have a little trouble with that high line you know you're 5'8 she's 6'4 maybe we work just the short over or inside of her we do something different yeah and it's hard for an athlete to hear that right it's probably really hard to communicate that to the athlete as well because each athlete will take it differently right most of them don't take it really well. (laughs) Let's just say that. You know, know, I'm kind of known for that kind of coaching where if you can't take 
reality, mm-hmm. then you probably don't want to play for me. Right. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just kind of that human that I really believe strongly in reality. And yes, we can beat anybody, but you need to know how and what your weaknesses are so they can't be exposed. So that, you know, kind of what I yeah. just said. And that's not easy for a lot of athletes. Yeah, for sure. It's, I feel like it's. Do you think it's gotten harder to find athletes like that who are like mentally tough enough to take that kind of feedback? Because I feel like athletes, like if you say like, "Oh, your high line's not great," they'll be like, "Oh my god, well you're hurting my self esteem." Exactly. Like, have you noticed right. that kind of trend? It's hard to find athletes like that now. Hence, I'm on the couch. <laughs> well, at least you get to recruit them, right? Yeah, I get to points. recruit them, yeah. but there it is exactly that's. A piece of why I am on this couch and, Mm -hmm. you know, why I am in the position that I am because I don't find, you know, Holly McPeaks, Misty Mays, if you will, you know, Sarah Hughes's, they're very rare. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to be successful, in order for you to be successful, you have to step into that world. Right. And I agree with you. It is much more difficult for athletes today to hear that piece of reality mm-hmm. and yeah. to hear it the right way. Right. You know, because sometimes, um, you know, as simple as somebody's a non starter, yet they're helping us at the national shag and do whatever. Right. And I'll turn to them, I'll go, you know what? You're the best shagger. That is so awesome. You're helping the team, you're taking right. us forward. What do you think that person hears? I'm a shagger. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Somebody said to me when I was that age and I was on the bench, you're the best shagger. I'm like, right. Okay, I turn into a little rat. Just the ball. Just the ball. Let me go get. Okay, I can do better, coach. I right. can actually get more balls for you. Right. Watch this. Yeah. But seriously, yeah. and today, yeah, I might hear she just thinks of me as a shagger. Yeah. Right, right, right. So that's a tricky game you got to play. Yeah. Hence, I'm a teenager with money. <laughs> We talked about that earlier. Yeah. How has the first summer of the free summer of Anna Collier been? It's been a while since you've had just kind of like you're aging what, backwards. Thirty six years at Santa Monica, and then how many? Thirty six. <laughs> Excuse me. Let's Uh-oh. talk about his hand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, longer, but we don't throw those numbers out. Well, okay, sh- woman. At least you under <clears throat> six years. <laughs> <laughs> woman. <laughs> man. Uh-huh. Age. <laughs> Six years, mm-hmm. yeah. How about we talk about the national championships? Let me just say, <laughs> my age is a number, and it's unlisted. Perfect. <laughs> okay, let's just put it out there. The number of uh, natty rings you have is listed. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about that one. Okay, we can talk about that. <laughs> we'll certainly talk about that. <laughs> How um, many is that, by the way? Well, Do you get rings for winning? The pairs. Only the pairs, right? And the team. And then. So I think we have seven. When you Jeez. count the pairs and the Can team championship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I always insane. tease Sarah because Sarah has six. Oh, sorry about <laughs> that. <laughs> sorry about that, Sarah. Sorry about that, darling. How many rings does an Olympic medal count for, though, if Sarah gets there one day? Ooh. Ooh, I'll sell my national championship <laughs> rings. <Yeah. laughs> They're worth nothing, but I'll give them away. Right. Yeah, so sweet. Yeah, yeah, that would be absolutely culmination of everything that you want to do. It's got to be so fun for you to watch Sarah, even though there's like a little speed bump with current summer and the injury, but Sarah going for the Olympics still with a legitimate shot. Kelly and Sarah Sponsor going for the Olympics Mm -hmm. and they're like charging right now. They're playing so well. And then April, I know you didn't like coach on the beach, but SC. Tino. 
And Tina just went in the European Championships. Tina Graudino. That's awesome. Right. And if there was men's beach at the time, I would have played. Exactly. Or if guys could have played for yeah. you, I would have played beach instead of indoor probably. <laughs> well, just so you know, you were my athlete. Yeah, that's true. You were one and of the first really coaches. you were really difficult. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, you were, I mean, I'd never been coached from the beach ever. Right. And I came out, it was like one of those tryouts, and you were like one of the first, I, I think it was like the first time I was ever coached, and it was like tryouts, so like okay. do whatever the coaches say. I'm like, I'm used to just winging it out here. And then you're like yelling at us, and like <laughs> at one point you, you yelled at me, you're like, try, or what, what's my nickname? Try to. Tri-tip. <laughs> I mean, I'm coming from Cali. We don't have tri-tip out there. So I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and, uh, and then at one point you yelled at me, try, tri-tip, I will cut you. And I remember going back to serve. I was like, I don't know if she's going to cut me from the team or actually <laughs> cut, cut me. <laughs> she's she's like yelling at me, and I don't know. She's pretty mad. Like, I'm pretty sure all I did was hit a ball out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. That <laughs> well, was like my intro to to beach, beach coaching. Beach volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tony Torelli, a, a great story. Um, we he was one of my first athletes too. Mm-hmm. I had um, around that Rick same Cuban, time. Around the right? same time. Yeah. And Madison, you had Madison, right? Maddie. Yeah. Uh, Torelli, you. Connor Hughes. Connor Hughes. Jeff such Carlson. a great player. Jeff yep. Carlson. Sarah's brother. Okay. He's yeah. A really good. Player. Really good. And so something happened where um, uh, Tony kind of, you know, hit the pole, and it was a big wooden pole or something. He's like, ow, ow, ow. And I go, really, Tony? <laughs> and he goes, no, coach, I hit the... I go, let me see it. No swelling, nothing. I go, you're fine. I go, this is what you should do. I got in the middle of the court. I took off running as fast as I could, and I leaped into the pole and hit it. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like... I'm fine, Tony. How are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> and all the guys just went, uh, shut up and serve. <laughs> I think she did mean that she was going to physically cut me. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> but it was like, you know, come on. Totally. Oh, Tough I love up it. there a little I bit. Love it. <laughs> so good. And Funny. then you and I went to Russia, right? Oh, yeah, Russia. Yes. That's, that was... I think that was my first, like, actual traveling beach experience with the national team. Right. Yeah. That was fun. It was so and fun. And Gino. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a crew, crew of coaches. What, what, yeah. was in, what was in Russia? Um, I think University World Games. University Games. Okay. Yeah. That was insane. What's the, how does that work? Like, what's the age requirement? Or do you just have, you have to, be, to in be in school? Yeah. And younger than 25, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be in school and working toward a degree. You can't okay. just go to Santa Monica and grab a class. You're not supposed to. Today. Back Today. in the day. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm going to out you. But <laughs> Ooh, Travis? <laughs> um, oh, so, yeah. yeah. And then, do you remember the huge discussion we had? Um, no. You were going to go back to Puerto Rico and play indoor. Oh, yeah. And That's I went right. crazy on you. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. He was like, oh no, I'm going to Puerto Rico. I'm going to play indoor. Indoor is my future. And I'm like, yeah. No, boyfriend. (laughs) Beach is your future. Mm -hmm. And then I had Patty call Mike Dodd Mm -hmm. and then hooked you up with um, 
Haydn. Yeah, Sean Scott and Haydn. Right. Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, I'm going to Puerto Rico. It's <laughs> like, okay, fine. I, got, goes to Puerto I R- got my first paycheck in Puerto Rico. Right, but then so he flies like, to Puerto Rico for what, a week? No, it was, I, it was only the three-month season. And then after the three months, I didn't get fired from that team, actually. But after we didn't make playoffs, then I went with Will to... Right. New Zealand. Exactly. We played like those three weeks and then it was like... And that was it. No looking back from there. Right. Yeah. But you... We were like fist to cuffs over this. Yeah. I was like, your future is not indoor. You're 5'2 with a credit card jump. <laughs> what are you going to play? What, what are you going to play? I was definitely 6'5". Yeah, uh, <laughs> credit card jump. Just credit card jump. She's playing my perfect. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. right? Indoors, yeah. My game wasn't built for indoors. No, it was no. beach. My shoulder wasn't built for indoors. No. I and remember you beat enough. the Russians, and it was a yeah. big deal. We beat, uh, I think it was Semenov when he was really? a kid, yeah. Yeah. So we're like giant seven-footer. Yeah, was he like on seven TV. Foot in eighth grade? Yeah, he was seven-footer. <laughs> yeah. He was like, Fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where's my pencil? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was freak. Dude, yeah. the Polish guys were in that event. Losiak Kantor, together. They've been playing together since they're they were like 12. Yes, they're that, still a team. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. yeah. They'll oh probably make the Olympics, I would think. Yeah, they'll make it. They'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then Semenov was just in the uh, the CEV championships. Right. Losing to Anderson Christian. Of course. <laughs> like everyone else. What men's team won? Anderson Christian. Yeah. Norway. They're Damn. insane. They're Have tough. You, like, yeah, I only watch them when you play them yeah. in Hamburg. Hamburg. Yeah. That was a great match. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you where you blew it? I should have bought it. <laughs> Actually, I would love to hear this. Wait. Like, where Anderson Christian's <laughs> well, weakness would be. I didn't make the adjustment. I had him in the first set, first two almost. Oh, no, first set. And then I was lining up, starting inside on him blocking. And then he started doing the opposite instead of having the ball come Cross. Towards cross his body, body and he and goes back. back. He was kind of catching Touching it in front it. of him and coming back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> I thought I was blocking it, but I was just lining up. You wrong. were lining up wrong. I was diving the I right way. I was dying. I, know. I was like, try. Trust me. You got your phone in the Chris box. Chris Crab <laughs> was really loyal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we heard, uh, I heard about it after. I was oh, like, good. Well, yeah, obviously. I swear I saw it, guys. My body didn't do it. My body didn't make the adjustment, but I saw it. So that's one step. That's a huge right. step. And you well, guys almost had him. Next time we played him, we yeah. blew it. We had him, we were up like 13-11, th- 13-12. Whoops. So the next time we'll beat him. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You know what? You, you kind of don't want to beat him too much now. It's true. Now's you know, you really don't. You, no, it's not. It, now's the time to learn them and then have them think, oh, mm-hmm. they're there. Let's yeah. put them in that box. Totally. We already know what that is. That's what and I was thinking at 1311. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice? Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that was Japan. Or Japan. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <clears throat> but that's, that's true. So you're, you're on a good trajectory right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so wonder if you could just, you know... I think is you're right, the FIVB. We need to pad all the ref stands. Totally. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's not Thick a violation. Pads. How about a boxing bag, like, right behind the <laughs> thing so I can just get a little energy out? <laughs> I wonder why it's not padded, though, because like, people do run I mean, into ref stands. No, it was, so it was padded, but it was, like, 
it was like draping a comforter over it kind of oh, thing, you so know? So okay. I'm like, oh, look, a big fluffy thing. And yeah. I hit it, I'm like, ow. Not a fluffy thing. Oh, it's not fluffy. <laughs> so for sure, I mean, they should have padded the ref stand more. It should be thick. Like, the poles are pretty thick, those big Red Bull Well, things. who's your rep? Who's the athlete rep now? Um, I don't know. Well, whoever it is, find out. Maybe yeah. just make a suggestion. Yeah. Because I'm, not sh- I'm sure you're not the only... Um, less intelligent human being that would do that. <laughs> I was going to say I hope something so. else. <laughs> less intelligent, I'll take that. <laughs> At least it came pretty late in the season, though, because you're really only missing. This is the last four star. Really? The year. Um, and then Rome is iffy. Five stars. World Tour Finals. Yeah. Yeah, that's very iffy. And then when. Yeah, and then there's more, but FIVB wise, it's not. Terrible, but if you think about it, we had to pull out of a five-star. With We drew Flugen, and then if we beat Flugen, we played Chile. Had the Grimalds, yeah. Like, come on. Kind of lined so up for you. And then Rome, so that's two five-stars out of three five-stars that we're missing. It's yeah. Somewhat of a big deal. Plus two of the and Gold Manhattan. Series events. Yeah. But let's just say it's for the best. No, we are saying that. Yeah, yeah. It is. Exactly. You needed a rest. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I'm doing. Good job. Yeah, you're both resting. You're just yeah. you're resting up. You're having the I'm really resting. summer of Anna. <laughs> but I'm losing money here. <laughs> We're making millions on this podcast as we speak. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah, as for my summer, we kind of get back to the question. I'm sure we Circle finished back. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I haven't had a summer off in a long time. That's yeah. where you headed down those yeah. numbers game. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's been a long time because, you know, I worked during the school year at Santa Monica college and yes, I was there for 30 plus and that's a lot. And then every summer I was either doing FIVB with, you know, Holly or Annette and Jenny Mm -hmm. and traveling and then school would start. I would do the AVP on the weekends in addition to the FIVB for all that time. And then when, um, I wasn't doing you know, that FIVB, I was doing the juniors. Then I started working with the junior professionals right. Mm-hmm. right after that. So then every summer, this is literally the first summer I've had off in four decades. Wow. Yeah. Was it a big um, change going from Santa Monica to SC? Or were you kind of just ready for it? I mean, because it was the beginning of beach volleyball, you know? Mm-hmm. So you were kind of like defining what it means to be a beach volleyball coach in college. But like, how is it going to a giant university like that? It's the huge. The standards change a lot? Everything changes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize, you know, because I was just like, oh, I'm just going to do this blindly and not know anything about it. But um, first of all, the student-athlete's completely different. You think about it, right. you know? You're going totally. to a community college yeah. or you're going to an elite university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first of all, just the human being is completely different. That's true, yeah. And then, um, you know, you're kind of under... NC2A rules at a community college, but not really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people don't really kind of look at it. And it's just, <laughs> right. you know, you're yeah, like, yeah. is this right? And you're like, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm going. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there are guidelines, obviously. Right. You do stay within those guidelines, but they're not, you don't have a compliance right, right, right. Mm-hmm. department. Yeah. And then when you get to um, elite university, yeah. D1, USC. USC and compliance aren't exactly a. Uh, yeah. They haven't had they haven't yeah. meshed so well no. over the years. So it's like the FBI compliance at, at, at SC. 
Yeah. It is, absolutely. And mm-hmm. my first real acknowledgement of that was, like, the recruiting test. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you mean I can take a recruiting test? Yeah. I'm, what? And they go, oh, yeah. And then if you flunk it, <laughs> you don't recruit, you right. know? And so I was like, okay. So then they hand me this book that looks like this, and I'm like, you're serious. And they're like, yeah, pretty much. And so I go, all right. And then I just take the section on beach and take the section on recruiting. And then you take a million practice tests, and eventually you get there. But even once you've done all that through compliance at SC, if I am literally going to call a junior and it's like September 1 and I know the rules, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Hello, compliance? Right. I'm thinking of calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that from Santa Monica College. And I was the department chair at Santa Monica College. And I was the athletic director at Santa Monica College. <laughs> and I was all those right. things. And I, I didn't call myself. <laughs> I was like, yeah, have at it. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> but not at USC. Mm-hmm. The, you, they are very compliant. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's big time. It's insane, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. The school actually has to be so much more strict than NCAA. Right. Because if it gets to NCAA, then you're really screwed. Oh, so yeah. the school is the one that's cracking down exactly. on all the athletes. And, like, yeah, like, we had those PowerPoint presentations. Mm-hmm. They come in and give us PowerPoints, like, once a month. And we all, like, memorized it because, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the point. Yeah. But we're like, oh, we get it. Like, yeah. We know what the next slide is. No, and they say it again yep. and again and again yep. and again, you know. So that was huge in a difference. And then, like you say, to... Um, start a program, you know, to, Mm -hmm. from scratch. So here I am, I passed the test, I'm all bright eyed, bushy tailed, ready to go. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, where are my athletes? (laughs) Well, have you recruited any? (laughs) I was like, uh, no, (laughs) really? So then Mick was kind of the overseer of the program in my first year. So that first year, my team, Mick Haley is the indoor coach. Yeah. Right. Um, sorry about that. Most people no, don't know that. Mick Haley was the indoor coach. Some people, most people do. <laughs> Going to pause right there really quick for a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, they're the ones who keep the show going. We got to give them a shout out. All right. So shout out as always to our guys at Wilson who are giving out all the best balls on the AVP tour, giving out the best balls on the college tour, the CBVA. Everybody uses Wilson and it's for a reason. And you probably do too if you're listening to the show and you probably need new balls. So if you do, give us a shout at Wilson Sand on WilsonVolleyball.com for a 20% discount. All right, that is Wilson Sand for 20% discount for the best balls in the game. All right, so go over to Wilson. Use the best balls out there. You can get them decorated by Nicolette Martin. Have a great time with them. And uh, and use that code for a 20% discount. Lord knows we all need them in beach volleyball, so go ahead and give me give me use. And just as we all need volleyballs, we also all need recovery devices. All right, especially for those of us who are traveling all over the place, recovery is key, which is why Firefly Recovery is our guys for that. You can just strap these things on your knee or wherever you are injured or need some recovery, and Firefly has you covered. It simulates the blood flow down the legs or wherever you are injured, and it kind of it just heals it. You could be at work putting them on. It's going to heal you up. You could be on an airplane. Thank goodness that's where I spend half of my time these days, and it's going to heal you up. Firefly Recovery is your spot, and you can use our code SANDCAST. Then you get 10% off of Firefly Recovery. So you got 20% at Wilson. You got 10% at Firefly. You are set up. Now for our final but not least 
sponsor, we have Pacific Coast Wealth Management. All right, they are some of the guys who are responsible for putting on such an excellent event at the Laguna Open, so it's always good to give them support. And if you need any type of financial support, they have your back. So you can get up a free consultation at Pacific Coast Wealth Management. All right, and they uh, we're going to give you a the Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic breakdown. All right, so unfortunately, Russia is number one for the guys. We got Vyacheslav Krasilnikov and Oleg Stoyanovsky ranked number one in the Olympic race. Number two, the Norwegian buddies, the Beach Volley Vikings, Anders Moll and Christian Sorum. Number three, we have the Polish Todd Rogers, Gregors Fijalek, and Michael Brill. Esteban and Marco Grimalt are right behind them. The number one American team in the current Olympic race is Triborn and Trevor Crabb, our only split-blocking duo in the country. On the women's side, this is a much more American-filled affair. We have Rebecca Cavalcanti and Ana Patricia Silva as number one in the world. They're from Brazil. Number two at the moment, Carrie Walsh Jennings and Brooke Sweat. Number three, April Ross and Alex Kleinman. Number four, Canadians... Heather Bansley and Brandy Wilkerson, number five, another Canadian pair. There are buddies up north. Let's give them some love. Melissa Humana Paredes and Sarah Pavin. Uh, checking in the U.S. also in the top ten, Sarah Hughes and Summer Ross and Kelly Clays and Sarah Sponsel. A lot to change, obviously, in the coming months as some of the bigger events come up. But that is your Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic update. And now we will get back to Sandcast. As always, appreciate you guys listening to the show so much. Love all you guys. Love beach volleyball. Appreciate all the support. Yeah, he was the overseer of beach and indoor. Mm-hmm. So unbeknownst to me, he was kind of my boss, but nobody ever told me. So I'm just <laughs> yeah. running with it. You right. know? And he's like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> I need to be in this loop. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, you're indoor. And he's like, uh, did you look at the flow chart? <laughs> 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 Missed that memo. <laughs> so that first year, um, I had a couple athletes that kind of – walked on that you know were from virginia and played some volleyball or Mm -hmm. orange county they were kind of in school and they put out you know a notice in the daily trojan hey they're gonna have this team um but my big coup was gina urango Mm -hmm. she was the first beach scholarship athlete at usc so i had she like ever wasn't she the first ever oh i'm not sure but probably probably Um, because she was a just an, in, I mean, she was basically me on the girl side. Exactly. Like a player that loved beach, but like you have to play indoor because that's what yeah. that's, that's all that existed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all existed. So I had Gina, and then. Um, and we're it, the same year, me and Gina. So. Oh, are you? I was jealous. <laughs> yeah, you should have been. Well, she played with you her fifth year only. Right. right. Yeah. She went to graduate and school. And I went to Puerto Rico. Yes, that was a brilliant <laughs> move by you, by the way. Have I discussed that with you? Do you know how much I got to surf out there? <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Well, I'm glad you surf because there's not a lot of volleyball going on over yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so I had Gina, and it was awesome. <clears throat> then um, I had the indoor team. So that was Natalie Haglund, Sarah mm-hmm. uh, Shaw, Katie Fuller, mm-hmm. you know, so they, I think, had made the Final Four that year. They were a good, good team. Mm-hmm. So since Mick kind of, Mick Haley was seeing the whole program, he was like, okay, this is going to basically be your team. Now, the problem with that is that everybody indoor has an off-season indoor season. Right. So the big discussion was, do we do it? before do you you know do it in between where you go two days on the beach and back and forth so mick and i 
were literally like, no, they're not going two days indoor and then coming right. out here, and then they're not going to... And you didn't have the beach facility yet. No. So you, that's a, depending on traffic... 45. 40, 45 to an hour and a half mm-hmm. drive. <laughs> yes. Right. Down to Annenberg. Mm-hmm. So we drove down to Annenberg and Santa Monica Beach every day, and you should have seen it because, like... We didn't have the vans. We didn't have... I mean, we were so new. We, I knew nothing. I didn't even know school had vans. Uh-huh. So the team would drive. I was still working at Santa Monica College. I worked for two years at Santa Monica College and... Coach SC. Oh, really? Holy cow. It was crazy. Was it still technically club at that point? No. That was 2012 and 2013, the, the first a- two seasons. But there was like how many teams? Like um, the first year, I believe, 17. Seven. And then 17. the next year, like, 25. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Now what is it, like 100? Yeah. Over 100 well, now. Oh, I really? Think, I think we're at least 100 are going to be added by 2020. Maybe. Right. Well, it depends if you, you know, start counting D1, D2, D3, right, right, you know, right. all the numbers. All, but I go with, like, That's you know, incredible, though, how quickly it's grown. It's the fastest growing sport ever. Ever. Right. Oh, wow. So you come in as an emerging sport. Mm-hmm. You have 10 years to get to 40 teams. Right. Beach volleyball got to 40 more, like, quicker than anybody. Yeah. Like, any other sport. It's the fastest growing sport. Wow. So then the NC2A saw that and said, okay, you're no longer ABCA. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to be under NC2A. Right. So that first year, I had that team. But Mick and I decided, okay, he's going to do his season first. So that started, like, January 7th that went to, like, April 11th. Well, that's the middle of our season right. almost already, you know? So then Friday night, let's say it's April 10th, 2012, they played an out-of-season uh, match against LMU. Friday night, 7 p.m. in Galen. 8 a.m. on Annenberg Beach, the same girls played LMU. <laughs> wow. In beach volleyball. <laughs> so they played beach in the morning... Then they had to play... Friday night was the last match, okay. and then and they then started the next... their beach season the oh next day, God. Saturday. <laughs> exactly. It was crazy. It was crazy. And I was livid, because I was like, you're handing me a team in the middle of the season, how can we do this? Don't you understand? And, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, just chill, it's beach volleyball. I'm like, have you ever met me? <laughs> <laughs> I am beach volleyball. I, yes, I'm not just going to chill on this. Right. This is important to me, yeah, you yeah. know? I mean... <laughs> Come on. So then that season went, and, you know, it was difficult. So at the end of the season, Mick and I met, and we were like, done. And from that moment, May, I can almost remember May 5th at the lab, I had an omelet. (laughs) (laughs) It looked so delicious. I never ate it because Mick and I were going back and forth. And (laughs) finally we were like, we'll split. Yeah. So we went to Donna Heinel and Pat Hayden, and we said, hey, we're going to split. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, okay. And then everybody kept saying, oh, what are you going to do? I'm like, hey, don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Seriously, do not worry about me. Just watch. Just, yeah, let me go. Yeah. So then Nick was no longer the overseer, and mm-hmm. we split the program. And then 2013 was the first year that we had you know, recruits, and, you know, I didn't even know how many scholarships we had or whatever. So 
Sarah Hughes comes on this visit, right? Was she that year? No, she... One more year. One more year, right. So it was like uh, Kirby Burnham? Kirby Burnham. Did she... Stevie Robinson won that national She was in Moscow with us. Yes, she was Mm -hmm. in Moscow. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was that that group. Right, Uh, right, right. Sam Hirschman. Yep. That whole group. Um, So then Sarah comes, and again, I'm still working with Santa Monica. I don't really know what I'm doing because we're building a program. Right. And... uh, I'll never forget this. Um, they give you these golf carts to give a tour. Well, I went to school at USC when it was this big. <laughs> there was right. like three buildings on campus. <laughs> so I go, I got this. So Rory, you know, this great dude, this big, happy, gnarly guy gets in the cart, right? And the cart sinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Sarah gets in and I'm in and I'm doing this tour and I'm going, okay, well then this is, I have no idea, but I'm going to make it up. <laughs> this is a building? <laughs> And that's a building, and there's students over there in that building. (laughs) So then I'm just chugging along, and there's these arches, right? And I'm like, okay, we're good. We're going to make it. (laughs) Oh, no. Yes. With Sarah Hughes and Rory in the golf cart. No, we hit the top and the bottom. We're front. Oh, (laughs) it's so funny. (laughs) And so I'm like... Okay, what do I do? Do I pretend that I tried to do this? I mean, really, Sarah. And here's where you get the golf cart stuck in the arches. <laughs> cool, huh? Oh, it's church. Oh, it's, it's a tradition. <laughs> <laughs> it means you're really important. Yeah. <laughs> so then Rory gets out and it just goes back up. So, oh, yeah. oh and it was Mick's cart because I didn't have a cart at the oh, time, yeah. and I'm like. Okay, whatever anybody does, don't tell Mick, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and Mick, if you're watching, I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, so Rory gets out, and he's like, all right. And so, like, the, we shimmy this out, right? And I'm like, oh, this is so ridiculous. So we go around, and then we get to the meeting, and we talk. And she walks out the door, and I <laughs> look to my assistant, and I go, we'll never see her again. <laughs> That's it. We're done. So she's fun. a Bruin. Yeah, she's a Bruin. <laughs> Oh, so every time I get in a golf cart with a new recruit when Sarah was in school, <laughs> Sarah would go, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ride. funny. <laughs> <laughs> but you got her. Right, and then I offered her a full ride, and I had no idea if I had a full ride. I didn't know anything, and I yeah. was just like... That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, what do we do? Like, Where do you even recruit at that age? I mean, at that point, because right. there wasn't really youth. Either. No, like there was the, a little bit. The, Ali Lambertson had been doing the USAV some. stuff, right? right? The USA. That was it. Mm-hmm. But now there's like club, right? Full there was no club. Yeah, there. none of that existed. Mm-hmm. And so the big thing was, Sarah, you got to give up indoor. And she mm-hmm. was like a fat fifty. I mean, she yeah. was, you know, could have done anything she wanted. Right. She was like, no problem, coach. I'm like, okay, I'd like to offer you a full ride for four years. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And I walked out. I'm like, uh, who do I ask? <laughs> I just offered something. Yeah, and I'm not sure where I get that money. That you know, four hundred thousand dollars. Somebody write a check. I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> no idea. But that's you know, building a program. Yeah. To your question, to your point, the difference is that nobody really knew how this was all going to develop. Mm-hmm. So um, after that. I went and talked to Donna, and Mick helped me with that, and we got a you know full ride for Sarah. And then at some point, when you start looking at Title IX and looking back and forth, so the plan at SC was Gina Rango the first year, then we go two the next year, three the next year, and then up until yeah. Well, 
yeah, obviously that didn't work. I was like, no, I really need them quicker. And they're like, all right, just be patient. And then at some point, somebody did a Title IX look. And the next thing I know, I got six scholarships. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know who called in the Title IX. <laughs> <laughs> Anonymous tip. Anonymous tip. <laughs> Just miraculously showed up. <laughs> Not that I did that at Santa Monica for 30 years. <laughs> See, you were the veteran. <laughs> so fine. then we got the six, and then Kelly, and Allie, and then we just mm-hmm. kind of rolled from there, you know? Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's not that you were just... Building a program is one thing, but I feel like you were playing a huge part in building an entire sport. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you had no examples to follow before right. SC, so it's not like you could be like, hey, you know, Nina Matthews, what do I do? Because she was right. in the same, same boat bo- Right. So, like, when you looked at it, was that a big obstacle? When you were like, hey, do you want to come play beach volleyball for USC? And they're like, is that a sport? Right. What does that look like? It wasn't well known. Right. You had to turn it into a sport to make that actually a credible thing. Exactly. And I think the way we did that was um, we practiced six days a week. We, you know, we had the strength and conditioning component. Mm -hmm. We had the nutrition. We just started like you are right. a scholarship athlete at USC. There was never that phase where, oh, you know, this is going to be fun. We're not treated like a D1 top caliber athlete, so we're not going to act like exactly. it. Like, we're going to act like it, and then they're going to yeah. treat us like that because we are acting like that, Exactly, right? and that that's a really good way of putting it, Charlie, because that's exactly correct. That's what I thought when I went pro. I was like... yeah. Because I went to Puerto Rico and there was no practice. Right. <laughs> I'm surfing every day. I'm like, I kind of want to be a pro athlete. Right. I'm just going to act like a pro athlete. <laughs> only one in the gym. Only one early to practice. And be that athlete. And then let's see if everything else fills in. And, and then, did it? And then I got picked up by Hayden a year later. Right. So I worked. There you go. We're on the same page. Yeah. I learned something from you, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. 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 Yeah. I tried really hard. Stubborn. <laughs> I think you probably had a couple stubborn ones because I feel like the the type of athletes that you probably like the most, kind of right. the, the headstrong ones that can take some of the more tough love coaching, are probably some of the ones that are like, no, like, I'm my oh, way yeah. the right way. So yeah. I feel like there's probably a lot of butting heads, but kind of in a productive way a lot of times, too. Yeah. Um, it was difficult for me, too, to um, really have to give answers. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why do I get outside on the left? Right. Well, can you see the cart? Okay, let's come straight in. What do you see? That mm-hmm. big blocker in your face? How about let's play the angles, you know? So that I found myself doing a lot more. Um, with the stubborn athletes mm-hmm. that, you know, they mm-hmm. want answers. Prove it. Yeah. Prove it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's true. Tina though. probably doesn't speak English that well, so <laughs> <laughs> she won't understand this. No. <laughs> Tina is that athlete. Uh-huh. Tina is so stubborn and not in a bad way. I mean, I think stubborn is a good quality to have, right. yeah. you know, um, but she was just like, oh, we pass the middle. We come out of the middle. We only have a two foot approach never get outside, you know, and so we just kind of kept going. <laughs> Take one step. 
take one more. Yeah. You know? And Soon enough, she's like, oh, wow, I'm loving this outside lob. Exactly. <laughs> right. And she didn't really have a high line because we're, she'd always come back and get blocked. I'm like, they know you're coming back mm-hmm. out of the middle. I said, if you're going to do anything, cut out of the middle. You right. know, go with it. Oh, no. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's 15, Tina. Do you think you might want to change that? <laughs> because you've been housed 15 times. Do you know what a phone booth is? <laughs> you're they in don't one. exist you're in anymore. <laughs> I know. That's why I asked her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? She's <laughs> like, no. What, what is this you know, phone booth? <laughs> <laughs> those things from those old movies. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. I feel like a lot of times, because you mentioned that stubborn can be a good quality sometimes, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times it's just a, sort of an eagerness to learn in a way because you just want to know why. Yes. Why am I doing this? And if you don't have a suitable answer, they're like, well, why would I do it then? Right. So I feel like sometimes it can be, uh, it has like a bad stigma to be stubborn. I agree. And it it shouldn't. I mean, stubbornness should not have a bad stigma. Yeah. It's stick-to-itiveness. It's perseverance. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit my way, but, you know, show me. If it's not my way, then... I'll be stubborn on your way, mm-hmm. but you need to show me. So that's what uh, I was talking to Jeff Alzina before the season. He was saying that the McNamara's have a lot of that. Ah. They, all, they just always want to know why, why, why. And they, he said, we really encourage that because then we want the girls to, that's the only way they can really buy in. Is if they right. ask why and you, you get an explanation that works, then like, okay, I'm in. Well, I'm in. Totally. That works. Said, I need that. How you build a, a oh, so you're, well, yeah. I'm <laughs> like that, yeah. And I don't like when coaches tell me stuff just to say something you know uh, like you know like there's like those generic answers and i'm like listen i'm beyond that answer like i'm trying to figure out something a little deeper like if you don't know don't make something up right yeah because right. it's just not helping either of us right. i like the coaches that'll be like all right let's figure it out together if they don't know yeah. yeah right i don't know what are, what are we dealing with let's figure it out i'll help you or whatever right. you know not like well, you know, when the ball's outside of your body, you got to keep your angle, your platform out, and I don't know, you know, like those standard things that people right. say, and they just kind of, some coaches will, like, repeat it without knowing, like, they're they're just repeating sayings. Just, almost. like, yes. there's substance to it. Right, just exactly. Kind of putting it out there. Right, so if I need a coach to, for sure, like, explain it, not just tell me, because yeah. if I don't know why, then I'm like, eh. I'm going to go with my own. <laughs> my, my own theory. <laughs> right, yeah. Because it's working for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I hear a better one, yeah. I'm just taking to it. Totally. No, that's I get tough that. as a coach. Cause yes. You, you don't want to have to explain yourself all the time. You're like, how about my resume? Or, you know, for, yeah. Yeah. Like, just and listen like, to me. And like the dad answer, because I said so. Because I said so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doesn't work, though. No. Well, doesn't maybe work some, all Maybe with some athletes. Right. But are those the athletes that are taking the step to the next level? No. I think, I think there's a combination. Like, um, right. I've had athletes that will pretty much do as I say and get to a place where they're mm-hmm. pretty successful because there are some basic things. I don't know. I've said that I believe, for me, I'm probably one of the best fundamental coaches in the country. That's what I think I do best. Mm-hmm. So when you start taking those next steps and questioning me on, you know, some of the wide sets mm-hmm. and the, you right. know, I can handle it and I can get there, but it's not my forte. So I think what I do best is if you're going to play that, you know, fundamental, you know, match game, I'm excellent. 
So the athletes that are good with that will get to that level. Mm -hmm. Now, if they want to take the next step and they have only that fundamental hearing from me and are not questioning the next couple of steps, then I don't think they're going to get to the place where they really want Mm -hmm. to get. Yeah, I can totally relate to that, actually, now that you say it, with, like, Hayden. Mm Because, like, when I first partnered with him, coming straight off of, you know, basically no professional. Yeah. Uh, who, who was I to question what he's saying? And I right. shouldn't have at that point. Right. How much knowledge he had exactly. and how little I had. But then as we went on over the years, I definitely became harder, probably harder partner for him. Like he had to evolve because mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear the same stuff anymore. Exactly. I'm like, I'm evolving. I'm getting better. Like exactly. you got to, you got to explain it to me why now because I have my own base of knowledge and exactly yeah, I totally evolved in that way right him. probably made his life a lot harder towards the <laughs> yeah. end in the beginning I was like yes sir okay. right <laughs> whatever you want yes Mr. Hyden yes Mr. Hyden right and that's kind of what I'm talking about with my athletes like it's difficult because I want to say to my athletes your freshman and sophomore year you don't get to speak like I always say when freshmen come in don't talk to me <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. I go, freshman. You say that to the recruits? Or once they? Once they were there. (laughs) Recruiting, that's probably not going to work. Right. (laughs) But seriously, don't talk to me. Yeah. Because I know. Listen. Listen, right. Mm -hmm. Just, I'm going to give you the basic fundamentals of the game. So Mm -hmm. if you do go on and you do play FIVB and you're in the Olympics and you're in the situation, you're going to go... I remember what Collier said. The only way to get out of this is go back to fundamentals, Mm -hmm. pass the ball forward, get outside. I need a high line and a cut. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can win almost any match versus taking those next levels. Mm -hmm. So what happens is they don't want to do that. They just, you know, they want to leap right here. Mm -hmm. And I just keep beating them back and beating them back. You, you, You can't go there. Right. Unless you have these basic fundamentals. And it's really difficult because then you have the juniors and seniors that are running wides and backs and, you know, quicks and, you know, all kinds of them. Like, I want to do that. Okay, once you can pass, then we'll do that. And so you kind of have these two groups going. And the freshmen in particular, sophomores kind of get it because... They can see how their games develop, and then I'll let them. I'll push them a little as sophomores, right. but the freshmen never got it. Hmm. They never got it. Interesting. Yeah, they just they hate me pretty much. <laughs> and all the upperclassmen are always like, "Oh, don't worry about her. You're a freshman." I was like, yeah. "It's not helping them." <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> Get another line. <laughs> um, but yeah, then the upperclassmen have to kind of help with that because I really think that if when I was coaching, and if you were going to be coached by me. That's what you get. And then we can go step, because I believe so strongly on a foundation, and then to build from that. And that's why with you going with Hayden, it was amazing for you. Because you got one of the best fundamental games. So if you're ever really stuck anywhere, Mm -hmm. any situation, you can turn to Krabby. We're going to basics. Right. Let's pass a hit. Mm -hmm. Once we get that, then we can do something else. But if you really never got that, and a lot of beach players, gentlemen, do not get that. Yeah. Because there are not many really good coaches out there fundamentally training a lot of these athletes. You're they, reinforcing some of the stuff, that, a lot of the stuff that Jose's been telling us all year. Oh, nice. Like, we're it's totally kind of, overcomplicating things and just 
just pass forward, right? And yeah, get outside. And, right. Like, well, you know easy? who did that really well? Three gold medals. Misty and Carrie. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's pass set. Pass set. Mm-hmm. Put the ball out. They did not go options and backs right, totally. and they literally got three gold medals. Yeah. Basic fundamental volleyball. Yeah, true. The now, I, I know the game's evolved. I know it's changed. I know you can add some of those things. Yeah. Well, but I mean, in the reality, men's team that won gold, Bruno and Alisson, they don't run anything. They, they do pass that. Yeah. Alisson's just a high Oh, that's right. Player. Exactly. They won gold. And I don't know if Ludwig and, and them it, did. I mean, Anders and Christian don't do anything crazy. Yeah. They well, do running, like shoots they and do, stuff. A whole they lot. do sometimes, yeah. Transition, they'll they'll do stuff like that. But yeah, no, their their basic game is pretty fundamental. Yeah, they're ninety percent. Honestly, people, I I think people are just getting themselves out of system. I love it when they're gonna do shoots because if yeah. I'm a good blocker or defender and I beat you to the spot, now you're coming to me. To you know, me, right? Like, I see you take a step like you wanna do a shoot, or I hear it because you call I, it. You you do it once. Even if it's in a different language, I know what that sound is. So you say it again, <laughs> and I beat you lingual. to the pin. Yeah, I beat them to the pin, and now they're sh- doing a shoot set at me. And yes. now I get to go pick the angle. Now you have the right yeah, position on them. Yes. So a lot of people do not use it to their advantage. Granted, if I'm like diving as a blocker to like just get a little hand on it, then you did it right. But right. most people, I think. You're supposed to side out 70% of the time, right? Exactly. So if it's not upping that number, then it's not. There's no use, reason not, to use there's it. There's no point. Mm-hmm. And only, like, the Polish guys and, like, I don't know about the girls' side, but, like, not many teams have been, like, actually successful consistently with it, the Aus- I think. The Australians are really good. Girls. Maria Faye are top yes. two. Clancy. Mm-hmm. And Agatha and Duda are some of, probably two of the only teams that I've seen just, like, 80% options. Really? It's yeah. Like at a crazy success rate. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, options versus shoot set. O- uh, and, and is an option an option? You know, sometimes just hitting on two, people call, still call it an option. Yeah, if you can't set it, it ain't yeah, an option. Gotta, yeah. If you can't set it back, it's just the, on two. Right. Yeah. It's and a I play. believe in that. Like, you yeah. should always, if you can, you should always have the option to hit it on two. But it right. shouldn't, you shouldn't force it all the time either. Well, what we used to work on a lot at SC was any free ball. Set it. Free ball, for sure. If yeah. you have just read them like a book, mm-hmm. set it. Right. There's no reason to dig it. There's no reason to go three times on a ball right. if you literally have a free ball. Yeah. And then if, you know, some teams would start serving us lollipops, I'd be like, okay, if they're going to serve you a lollipop, you're going to shove it down their throat. Right. On two. I wouldn't even necessarily call it an option. I'd say on two. Mm-hmm. Because why go through the whole rigmarole allowing them time to set up, mm-hmm. especially if the lollipop server is the blocker? Seriously? Yeah. Why are you giving them time to come to the net and line up on you? Mm-hmm. They're, they're giving you. And that's one of those things that we were talking about way earlier when I look at the athlete. You perhaps aren't the best cider outer all the time or however right. I'm going to say mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Usually I don't say that. Cider outer? Yeah, cider outer. It's like 45. <laughs> Jack that up. So, and they don't want to hear it. 
she's not serving you that tough. Mm-hmm. Right. So, set your paths. I can tie out, coach. Right. Let's uh, the clipboard. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, the clipboard's not indicating that you are. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know what's another funny thing? Like, that's like you said, someone that that doesn't want to set it on two because they can side out. Right. It makes me think of Todd Rogers. But he did side out. He did side out. Yeah. And Phil never hit on two. Right. Because he's like, I can do it. Don't need two. <laughs> Six two. <laughs> yeah. And then I've talked to Phil about it. He's like, honestly, I have no idea how he did that. He got every single serve. Right. And I just set for like six years straight. At least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and yeah. never hit on two. Nowadays, he's like, he needs to bail Nick out sometimes. And like, right. He had to, like, pick it up. But, yeah. Yeah. Because. Um, Fun- that, if, talk about fundamental volleyball. Right. Oh, that's Todd Rogers. Yeah. See, like, that's why, you know, Loyola is saying to you. Right. I'm not sure what's going that on out there. That wasn't Loyola's game. <laughs> Loyola no. will give us the whole. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I just hit angle every time. But. But I learned. <laughs> but I learned. <laughs> I just hit OT angle every time, yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, you know, his, like, toes were hitting the top of the tape. Yeah. So he could hit angle. Yeah, exactly. I know. I mean, he was but he said, But he would always say, he's like, my game was great. I just hit angle every time. I was good. But to become great, I learned all these exactly. things. And, and it's when he came out and who was his coach right away? Uh, one of those old guys. I forget. You coached him? Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Ask Loyola When, when he came to the U.S. and first started came. getting coaching like that, that's when his game, like, really yeah. changed. He's like, oh, like, I can simplify things and not make it harder <laughs> on myself. And and then that's when he went on those crazy runs. Him and yeah. Manuel won, like, seven FIVBs in a row. They have the record, I think. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's so many tournaments in a row that's at a that lot. level. It's crazy. Imagine seven it's in your career. <laughs> One in a row. What a year. Yeah. Anders and Christian are like, seven? They're scratching you that. Seven? <laughs> what are they on? Are they on one right now? Um, well, no, World Champs threw them off. Nice. So they would have had, they probably would have had about nine. Really? So they would have won World Champs. I think they won. Cause wow. They won, Damn, we should have won them three in heading Japan. into it. Missed World Champs, and then they, they've won everything since. Really? They yeah. won everything since? I think so. Oh my god. That's crazy. I gotta gotta stop that. (laughs) We need to like come together. The world tour needs to come together. How is Norway beating us? (laughs) (laughs) Forget Anders and Christian. It's Norway. (laughs) What the? What's going on? The academy that they have. It's the mole dad and the mole family. It is their family. The dad um, compound, right? I mean, it's the mole family. Top volley. And it's just this academy where it's just volleyball. You have like you have volleyball in the morning, school in the day, volleyball at night. They have beach facility, indoor beach facility, indoor. It's just like this complex of just volleyball. And are there any academics that go along with it, or is it just? I they think just, it's, yeah. it's like a volleyball boarding school. <laughs> yeah, they they hit the compliance check marks. <laughs> <laughs> two but plus the two. way they're playing, I don't think they. Uh, I think it was all uh, volley. Yeah, but that like that's insane. I mean, and then with his like kind of freakish athleticism. Plus, yeah. he's been playing at a ridiculously high level since he was 15 or something. Right. It's it's pretty crazy. Anders and Christian are uh, signed up. So Norway is hosting a one-star. And yeah. Anders is signed up with, I think, maybe Christian's little brother. 
Oh, really? And Christian signed up with someone else. It's pretty hilarious. Probably Anders' little brother. Maybe. Anders' little brother yeah, is, is, is like, I, I shook hands with him. I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> you're like, you're going to fill out and yeah. you're going to be just be like your brother. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, they're, they're wild. Mm-hmm. But to your point, Have you toured wild. that place? Have you seen no, it? No, I want to. I want no. to go pretty bad. We should. I would cool. love to see some of that. Field trip. You're like, let's go on a vacation. Let's go. Teenage I got nothing to I have nothing. <laughs> I can schedule a plane ride tomorrow. <laughs> Life is so good. <laughs> but yeah, that's to the point of the fundamentals. Yeah, and well, the, like, people that... Your athletes wouldn't be able to run or set a free ball without having your basic passing and setting down. Right. So I feel like one of my favorite quotes that I came across recently was, the most advanced thing you can do is master the basics. Yeah. Because I feel like it raises your floor as a player, where, like, now, like, try, like, you and Hayden, like, the likelihood of you getting upset by a pretty bad team was so low because you and Hayden just, like, were so good at all the basics. Yeah. And I think we're really good passing team well I mean he's an indoor outside yeah. hitter Olympian right. you know so like passing indoors a lot harder harder that yeah. ball got a lot and faster and I had been coming straight from indoors so I think that was like naturally we were just good at passing right away that's yeah. one thing I was good at like he didn't have to teach me on the beach and then yeah I mean we are probably the most well Phil and Rosie and Phil you know Phil did his thing he was badass but we were probably the most consistent team uh, on tour, I think. Yeah, well, I we think were you were. We I made like 15 of 16 semifinals in AVPs. It's pretty damn good. good. Yeah, But really we were good. just steady. Like even for the Olympic run, we didn't make it, but it's because we were like steady ninth, fifth, ninth, fifth. Yeah. And for Olympics, that's not good because you're dropping right. bad Every finishes. Time. So right. you want to get the good ones. Right. Jake right. and Casey had gotten a few better than us, but then a lot that were worse than us too, but they dropped those ones. But yeah, right. Anyway, I for sure fundamentals is and and like I said, Jose is like preaching that to us every day when we, I'm like overcomplicating things out there. Mm-hmm. He's like, just pass it forward. It's like, oh, yeah. all right, <laughs> sounds easy. Oh, <laughs> okay. Stop running the same set. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> it's genius. It works. Brilliant. <laughs> it absolutely works. We've uh, we've mentioned like the growth of the college game, which yes. has been like astounding. But just from your perspective of just the beach game in general, from where it was when, because you were playing, I won't I won't mention years. <laughs> Learn my game. lesson. <laughs> um, but from when you were a player to where it is now, like how crazy is it? Just having seen all the changes, just from like even at the grassroots level to the professional level too. Yeah, um, I think. The difference is the coaching, because like when we, you know, you'll hear, you know, like an Eric Fenoy or Dane or, you know, Tim Hovland or Mike Dodd back in the day, we went down to Marine Street and we played. Yeah. We just played and we played and we mm-hmm. played. Now, yeah, it gives you playing experience, but are you going to really get that much better? You need to break the game down. Like we didn't look at film. We, right. you know, we just played. Like we'd yeah. get down at nine a.m. and you know, yeah, skyball because you can't see it anymore. <laughs> you know, the sun's setting, and that was how we all brought out skyballs yeah. was because the sun was setting. Right. And we'd been there since nine. I think the huge difference and what has really changed the game and the trajectory of the game and the different skill level is the coaching, is the absolutely doing drills and having. 
to get the high line in the corner, you know, the yeah. back one third, and you know all right. the different stuff. Where when you just play and play, it was fitness, and we were playing not you know side out ball. We weren't playing rally, so uh. whoever was still standing in the finals, yeah, totally won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we would play all day, we were playing for the fitness level to be able to play until they pulled the cars up right. and turned the lights on. Now, there's a fitness component. I haven't played more than three matches in a day like, yeah, since there you I was go. a kid. No. There, exactly. Yeah. So that's... And even like five, two. three days ago. Well, yeah, but I mean, when you start in the winner's <laughs> yes. bracket and you stay there for a little while, yep. you don't... Play no. like I when I played with Hi- when I started playing with Hayden it was it was over I never played yeah. those four in a day ever exactly again. yeah and I think that's a huge difference mm-hmm. because fitness could win back in the day yeah like right. who could still jump who could still put the ball right. down who could still pass who could still jump serve yeah whereas now you have to have the skill mm-hmm. so the big they're they're highly skilled athletic moves versus a uh, very fit still have my mind I haven't gone into la la land right. and I can still see the court and put it down right that's hugely different and so one and that piece and then once the coaches came in and started really breaking down games and breaking down film and you know now you have like coaches eye you know it's an app and you have all these other apps where you're absolutely breaking the game down mm-hmm. and you can say well you know, 10% out of the middle, he sides out, and 10% out of the, you know, right side, he sides out, and 30, 40 on the left, so... Yeah, it's crazy. Information overload nowadays. Exactly. Yeah. You know, back in the day, we'd, like, turn, go, okay, uh, serve his line. Right, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. He's tired. <laughs> yeah. He can't get to the line. He's laying down, cramping, <laughs> drinking beers. Right. Serve, <laughs> serve that guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but there's so many good things, you know, looking back at those players and that group of players, um, probably some skills that, that players nowadays could still use, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, the game's changed a lot and it's advanced in many ways but what, what would you say are some of those things that like have kind of faded that maybe if you could bring back an old player's mentality to a new player what, what would one of those things be i i absolutely think it should be in your face the fire the fire Oh my gosh! I love that. So it's jabbing a breath stand uh, after winning does that count? A little fire. It's close to the fire. I like it. Might want to check the padding first. Oh, okay, it's not good. <laughs> that should have been my opponent. Right? Yeah, or the opponent. Um, but you know, like I'll just I can speak to the women's game, and I you know we can speak to Hovland, our daughter, whatever. But like Kathy Gregory. Um, I had one of the best cut shots on the beach. Mm-hmm. I'll still, I call it the collier cut. I go, okay, Sarah, if you can have the collier cut, you're going to win. Whatever. And so um, Kathy Gregory would, as she was running it down, would be screaming, not today. <laughs> <laughs> now that is in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's the only thing I have, and she's got it. Mm-hmm. So now what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that piece of uh, fire and mentality and interaction with the opposition in a positive way. I right. mean, that's not anything negative or, you know. It's not personal. Right, yeah. personal or yeah. looking at their face or, you know. I, I agree. Like, 
I almost like want to have that because yes. I grew up on you know playing on this baby court everyone knows about right. the outrigger, and I just run my mouth at the all whole times time. it's, with the guy I'm playing with right now. Of mm-hmm. course, he's, we both just talk and talk. And uh, I remember coming to the mainland and like playing beach, and I first thing you just start talking to the other team. You're like, we're competing. I'm talking trash. It's not personal. But then everyone started taking it personal. Right. Well, if you're going to take it personal, then that makes me look like a dick. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not a dick. I'm not. I'm just, this is just what we do. This is what we do. But then I, it, it kind of faded out of my game. And now it's like if someone starts talking, then it'll kind of get my juices flowing. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm just quiet. Yeah. Trevor, even Trevor talks less because <coughs> right. he's gotten so much negative feedback for it. But he was like the only guy talking out and there for a while. And it's not negative feedback. It's part of our history of our game. Mm-hmm. It's just sports. It's Well, it's sport. <laughs> but I think you can even jack it up a little bit in beach volleyball yeah. because like he says on the baby court, blah, blah, you were talking all the time. When we were growing up, like talking all the time, like um, Mary Jo Pepler had this gnarly round. I mean, it was so gnarly. She'd stand... In the wind, I'm on the right side, back corner, and just take it and crank it, right? So I went to try and pass it one day. Totally faced me. Oh. Right? You can see it. I think it's dropping there, and it rose. Uh-huh. It faced me. Well, I was always known, known for wearing, like, massive lip lock, like bright pink lips. Anybody back in there, you can ask them. They go, oh, yeah, call you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, throw it under, and I'm like, turns around you. Hey, <laughs> your lips are on the ball. <laughs> you want them back? It's <laughs> really funny. Right? And, yeah. you know, like, somebody could, and there were just these massive lips, purple, I mean, yeah. perfect lips on the ball. And I'm like, no, try and serve that shit again. Then we'll talk about it. <laughs> right. But it helps. You can't you, do that anymore. If you get it back, then you can keep going <laughs> yeah, back and forth. You right. like if you don't get it going. back, then it's like, I'm just, like, attacking you. I feel bad almost. Right. Which shouldn't feel bad. But then you hear, like, Hav and them come in, and, like, your whole generation, and they're like, you guys are a bunch of bitches. (laughs) (laughs) You don't do anything. I'm like, I mean, I would. I'll go back and forth with you, but, like, no one else to talk back to me. It's not fun when you're just having a monologue. Yeah. That's why I loved, like, I loved playing against uh, Casey and Hermosa because mm-hmm. he's like running his mouth the whole time and then Patterson. that gives you permission yeah to yeah. do the same and then you're talking back and then Riley for when he looks away which is great yeah. <laughs> when, you go, when you're walking away and you say stuff it's like yeah come on come on <laughs> but yeah no I, I like to talk for sure yeah like Riley so we had a rally where Madison pulled and Miles sided out against him and the next one I pulled and of course I didn't dig it and Riley was like I think you boys should just stay at the net you're way better at that yeah, yeah. Like you both suck at peel digging yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and that's great like it yeah. adds just such a fun element to the match yeah so that's one thing I would definitely bring back um and then the other piece would be um I don't know. I like matches. I like rally scoring and everything. But I, and I'm not sure how to do this. I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more of the fitness component to be a, a mm. part of beach volleyball. Because that right. was always a thing. You're in the sand. It's hot. You know. Totally. Long matches. Like, yeah. game to 15 would take an hour and a half. You know. And then they AVP put the clock on it. And, you know, everybody yeah. tried for TV. They flipped everything. It's really hard to, like, break a player down. Like, Right, exactly. Right now, probably not for myself this year, but like I used to be like, no one's gonna get, no, I'm, you know, they're gonna get tired before I am. Mm-hmm. I always thought that, 
And then, uh, but like, it's really rare and hard to break a player down now. Even if you short, sort of short every ball, I'm like, right. he's not tired because he has to take one step back. He's, right. you know, 6'10 six, six, on a ten, small court. Right, right. Like, this just isn't going to work. Exactly. You really, it has to be like extremely hot. Right. Like who? Do you see players cramping anymore, really? Except for in those long. Yeah, tournaments? I feel like for a player to be tired with the pace of play of tournaments these days, they have to not be doing their job to be in shape. Whereas before, right. like you had to really work to be in the kind of shape that you had to be to be like, you know, Sinjin and Stoke close to be playing the fifteenth yeah. match of a side out tournament in the right. finals on the same. If day. you're playing right. two in or a day double and final. You're cramping in the second yeah. match, like. Yeah, unless you're you played six days in a row, yeah, two matches a day, then it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's another piece I'd like to see come mm. back because I always liked that. Yeah, that that was a part of winning. You had to be fit. Yeah, right. Um, I like that, but I don't want to play more. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Right, right, right. Yeah. That piece, I don't know how you get to. Because mm-hmm. um, rally scoring kind of takes that away. Matches go pretty quick. Um, AVP kind of did it with the freeze. Yeah, that's actually really cool. Yeah. So the freeze kind of does it. Right. You know, because you could battle for a while. Right. And then you've been battling already. And if it's in the third set. You play an extra 25, Exactly. And that could do it. Totally, yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I kind of, you know, like everybody's out of the freeze, this, that. I'm like, well, it kind of answers what I'm saying, you and know. the fans love it. The fans love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, okay, boy. The losing team loves it. <laughs> yeah. The only teams that don't like it are the teams that are winning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. That's why I love, me and Delaney were talking about um, how... The tournaments that we won were that kind of gave us automatic bids into Manhattan were like way harder than qualifiers. But Delaney's like, but there was no freeze, so it was way better. Uh-huh. <laughs> like when you're a player, like it's a very real just mental thing. You get to the freeze and you're like, damn it, like 2015, is, I want more cushion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, totally. <laughs> because it's not one side out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not one side out. And that's what I like. So to a certain degree, it has been solved, but it hasn't. Olympics, FIVB, you know, obviously they don't do that. But mm. that's a component that I do like. I hate it when it's 2015. It's like, okay, yeah, who's up next? Yeah, I right. hate that. Yeah. Because we know, I mean, even like the 1916 switch, or, you know, it's yeah. like boring. <laughs> yeah. Whereas when you, it doesn't matter. Like you say, 2015, yeah. oh, I need more kosher. <laughs> yeah, and you can't go for your serve. Uh, if you're right. losing down 2015, you can't. I mean, you can go for your serve, but you're basically saying, I'm just going to go ace her out and I'm going to lose the match. Exactly. Like, yeah. There's a decent chance I lose the match. Right. Whereas now you can just rip your serve. Right. It and, doesn't matter. Like, you can side out, get the ball the back. and the pressure. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, well, we saw the benefit of the freeze in Hermosa. I don't know if you watched the semifinals, either of you guys. No. But Miles Evans and Ryan Dodd. Oh, yeah. Down 14, I heard about it. 10. At the freeze to Rosie and Rosie Lee. Came, oh. back, came back and won 16 14. Really? See, yeah. now that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's fitness, exciting, challenging. It's not over when it's 14 11 switch. And the whole crowd is probably cheering for Rosie. Yeah. In Hermosa. Oh. And then, that must have broke his yeah. heart. And well, David Lee has to be kind of scarred at the freeze. I don't know what it is about these indoor Olympic guys. It's <laughs> 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 
Because David was that was up 14-7 in the final round of the Seattle qualifier. Went down 15-14. No way. At the freeze and then blocked three straight to win. But oh. he let up eight straight Jeez. <laughs> at the freeze. That's not good. That's not good. It's you crazy. Gotta out. You got to side out. Yeah, so the freeze can do things to people. Yeah. <laughs> I think it makes it more exciting, too. Yeah. Because sure. it is kind of like side-out yeah. volleyball. Donaldson got that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get tired of volleyball? Like, you've been on the sport for uh, just... I think it's been your lifeblood for a good bit. It has been. Um, prior to volleyball, I was a track and field athlete. And you swam, too, right? And I swam, too. Um, but I love track and field. Um, I always tell the story. When I was at SC, my roommate said, I found this place. I grew up in Connecticut, so I didn't play any volleyball. I never touched a volleyball. never saw a volleyball. Until college. After. After like college. Like senior, junior, senior, like wow. late college. Never even saw a volleyball. Uh-huh. So it was between my sophomore and junior year, and my roommate goes, we got to go. And I go, all right, I'm get in the car. And back in the day, you could drive down Hermosa Beach right to the pier. It wasn't a, right, right, right. a walkway. So we drive straight down. She's like, yeah, this is Hermosa Beach. It's the greatest place. Look, we can walk all the way along the strand. We can do whatever. And I sat there and I looked over, and there was a women's beach volleyball tournament going on. And she's like babbling in my ear. I opened the door. I walked out. I stood on the wall, and I looked at it, and I went, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. She's like, you've never even touched a volleyball. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) So I went back to SC, packed up all my stuff. Moved to uh, 1707 Pacific Coast Highway and got on my bike and rode down Nina, Linda Hanley. All these people playing on the court all the time. They would not let me play. It was a close game. <laughs> it was so sad. <laughs> but I've never played. Uh-huh. So Dennis Hare, who wrote the first book on beach volleyball, saw me sitting there every day. He was playing with Matt Gage and... Uh, he came over, him and uh, Fred Zulich came over. These are like old-time beach players. Mm-hmm. And they were like, why do you sit here every day? I go, I want to play this game. I want to play this game. And so Dennis goes, I'll teach you the game. And so for that summer, every day, we would bump past from pier to pier in the sand huh. sideways. That's awesome. And then he taught me how to set, and he taught me everything. And then this girl uh, by the name of Mabel, Bernard, it was her name was Gutierrez. Then finally said, "Hey, do you want to play?" And I said, "Sure." So she let me on the court, like sunset. No, we can see the ball. Yeah. And so I played, and she then took me under her wing, and we entered a double L, double A in San Clemente, and we won. That's awesome! Your first tournament, yeah. bringing down the wow. dog. Then that was it. I was hooked. So I went back. I had. To, I was on a track scholarship so I had to go back to SC and and finish my track so I went out for volleyball indoor and I'd never seen the game and Chuck Irby was the coach and so he just wanted athletes so he goes okay everybody run everybody jump everybody do this so all the skills I was a track athlete yeah I won everything right he goes okay and he cut to like 13 for two teams so I made JV so the first day (laughs) They're out there playing. I'm in the back row. I'm, like, shoving people out of the way. Like, I got this ball. I got this. I yeah. got this. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I 
It's like, have you ever played this game? And I go, uh, no. <laughs> but I think I'm winning. I'm, I'm beating all these people on my side of the court. <laughs> and he was like, I don't think you can stay. I literally dropped on my knees in the gym. And I said, please keep me, keep me. And he did. And that was it. North gym? What? Was it North the North gym? Yes, in the North gym. Wow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Where... I would be serving. My mother would be sitting here going, don't miss. <laughs> your, like, number, your first heckler. Yeah, my mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sitting literally right there, don't miss. And I'm like, seriously, mom? <laughs> but that was it. And so taking that to answer your question, since then till now, like I, I could have stayed at SC. Like I would just kept pounding my head against the mm-hmm. wall and working. I love it, love it. But, it, you know, it's time. Yeah. Time for me to have my own life. I've literally not had my life because of all this. Right. But still, if I am riding my bike along the strand and I see like a match, even just nobody. An I opportunity st- to heckle. An opportunity to definitely heckle. <laughs> I will stop and I will sit there and I will keep trying to get away and I can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got that magnetic pull. Yes. It's the best game ever. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Absolutely. There's nothing better. Yeah. Period. That's why I moved here. Yeah. (laughs) Same. Similar uh, story somewhat. Yeah. I didn't start playing until a couple years after college. Yeah. Same story. Yeah, I'm sucked in. (laughs) Forever. Forever. You'll be sitting here at my age going, I'm a teenager with money. (laughs) I'm still playing. I figured out the angle. I'm good. Heck yeah. I've got it. years later, finally figured out how to pass. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's all you got to do is pass in this game. (laughs) Yeah, really. I think, and, uh, well, now you you made that difficult decision to move on. Was it difficult to hand the reins over? And I'm sure you were a huge... I don't know if you made, you probably made the decision, I'm guessing, <laughs> but uh, to hand the reins over to Dane Blanton, what was that process like? Well, I wanted Dane. I love Dane, mm-hmm. I, you know, and yeah. of course. He put in his time under you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was so great about Dane is that um, he really hadn't coached much. And when he came and worked for me, he would be that guy that would ask, you know, and I'd walk by his box and I'd go, serve the other girl now I'll explain it later and he'd call timeout and go we need to flip you know he was so good about learning and asking and figuring out the game and always gave me respect and props and understanding of what I was trying to do Mm -hmm. so once he had done that at towards the end of his career he's such a great coach now such a great coach. He learned it. He worked it. He watched the film. He dissected it. So that's why I was so happy. Because then I feel like maybe I still have a piece of it, if you will. Right. You know, like totally. my heart is kind of still there. And I think if Dane ever got in some massive situation where he was like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, call your. <laughs> you might get a few calls. Though. Yeah, exactly. Like, Either way. what happened here, yeah. you know? It's crazy because being a coach at a university like that and I learned that like watching uh, Fergie Bill Ferguson yeah. while I was there I was like you're not you're not just running a volleyball program no. it's like a tight organization like the Yankees the head coach is, is not doing just volleyball you probably want oh, to be you would love to but be but there's so much to it and I'm, yeah. I gotta assume Dan's gonna 
call yeah. you about all that right, stuff that's that the he stuff doesn't he, want to be doing exactly too. that yeah. he doesn't want to be doing right and the coaching piece is fine but the mm-hmm. rest of it overwhelming right yeah just overwhelming especially when you're doing Two schools. Right. <laughs> yes. right. That was a little overwhelming. <laughs> now, is it overwhelming to be retired? I'm watching my dad and my, you know, some people going through it. My father-in-law's going through it, and, and they're kind of going crazy with it. But you sound like you're doing just great. Oh, yeah. I'm great. <laughs> There's no craziness at all. Yeah. <laughs> I am absolutely, oh, my, I... I keep saying, why didn't I do this before? Mm-hmm. What was I thinking? I yeah. mean, obviously, it was the right time, and yeah. everything played out well, right. and I probably might have been going a little crazy had I done it earlier. Right. Um, but I just feel um, I feel free. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I think um, I would go to bed at night, and I'd be like, okay, so we got to make this girl this offer, and then we got to right. make sure we get in here. And like, all night long, my brain is churning. You I feel like you've earned this. Exactly, this time, right? and earned I it. I feel I feel fulfilled. Right. You know, I mean, the only thing I didn't get in my career that I really wanted was a Olympic medal. Mm. That yeah, mm-hmm. still grinds at me a little bit, but you know, Some like of your girls are working for it. And yeah. that, that might fill it in at least a little. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit, but that was one thing that you know um, that crosses my mind every once in a while, but. Again, having, you know, like Misty May said it to me one day. She goes, Coach, how much do you got to win? Really? And yeah. it, it's a good point, mm-hmm. you know. Like, sometimes you've got to go, okay, when, that's enough winning. Right. And that kind of ricocheted through my head when I was trying to make the decision. I was Especially like, coming from her. Right. Who won so much. Right. You know? And so that was going through my head because I had this great team. We... We're runner-ups this year. We should have won. We took down UCLA. You know, like, this team is trying to win a couple of national champs. They will. Right. And I was like, well, just hang for a few more rings, you know? And just right. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. It's somebody else's time. Right. And that was another big thing. It's Dane's time. It's, mm-hmm. you know, whoever's younger, it's their time. Right. I've had my time. So that piece is awesome. And then, so I go to bed at night, and I, pass out and I get up and I go let's see I can go north on the bike path <laughs> or south <laughs> both good options wait let's do I want to hit Martha's Grill which yeah. coffee do I want exactly. <laughs> let me spin where I end up oh you're going east no that's not good okay east, spin no, again no, that's not an option <laughs> so yeah I nothing you know and mm-hmm. people are like what are you doing next I'm like what I don't know nothing <laughs> I mean, you know, like I had a lot of people that called and said, you know, can you coach me? Can you do this? Can you, yeah, you know? And I just said, all I know right now is I'm doing nothing for the summer. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, if I do start to look at something else, which, you know, maybe, maybe not, it'll be in the fall. Mm-hmm. Like during that break when y'all are off and, you know, whatever. With the pro team, mostly. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never do college again. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. No, I don't even know what that whole nine years of craziness was. <laughs> I'm yeah. not sure what that was. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, oh, that's behind. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's so much work, guys. Oh, yeah. So much work. So, yeah, I might be looking at something like that. Um, I'm also, you know, like I have a swimming background. Mm-hmm. And um, I really think that the, a swim academy would be something that 
you know, this area needs because I've looked around and done some research. Mm. So I'm looking into perhaps um, partnering up with a friend of mine and opening a swim academy. For kids? For kids. That'd be awesome. I'm having a daughter uh, and I need her to swim. Uh, perfect. Bring her over. She'll be there. She'll be there. She needs, she needs to learn how to take <laughs> She needs to learn how to take constructive criticism early. Exactly. Like, I got this coaching a little later. You're getting it now. And you're not standing in sand, you're in water, so you better listen. Exactly. Because I can at least run down. away from on. You're going down. <laughs> She's going to you know drown you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. That, that will happen. If yeah, for sure. Line, for sure. Um, so that's something I've done. Somebody's called me from Florida, and they want me to oversee a facility. Mm. They're going to develop a beach facility with clinics. and Oh, awesome. Yeah, so that opportunity has come up. I mean, there's a lot of different opportunities. The sport is growing so quick, so, and you have, like, the resume for it right, right. now. So it's, I'm sure the options will come, but, yeah. Yeah. you got to take your, your time to yourself first. Exactly. That's yeah. why I literally... I have a text that I just copy and paste. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just Not an automatic any- reply. <laughs> right. Not doing anything for the summer. I'm on vacation. Next. For- <laughs> Next. Indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's sort of my... Yeah. It sounds like you're doing great. Yes, it's, I am. It's awesome. It's, so, it's, it's amazing to be able to be in a position where... You feel fulfilled for your career. Mm-hmm. There are opportunities if you would like to take them. And if you don't, you still, there's enough in life to do as yeah. far as um, traveling or, mm-hmm. you know, helping friends or, you know, whatever it is. There's so much in life. Like, I always worried that the day I retired, that I would be bored because I am that A. Right. Let's face it. I mean, you know, I am that persona and everybody's like, oh, don't retire when I know you because right. help. <laughs> I don't want to know you. And I have found that that's not true. Mm-hmm. That there are enough things to get done during the day. There are enough um people to hook up with that you haven't seen like I'm reconnecting with a lot of old friends you know like it just kind of rolls you know like people like your family who's going a little crazy they'll get into the rhythm of it and you'll start to roll you just kind of roll with it and you keep thinking well this is cool is it going to be cool and it just keeps kind of going you're like this is really cool you just roll with it and I am surprised I have to admit I'm surprised at how happy I am with my decision and how comfortable I am in my life right now. Cause I was not sure, you know, I really wanted to win those couple more national championships. Totally. I, they were right there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but my father died, um, about a year and a half ago. My mother and my father were married 66 years. Wow. My mother lives in San Diego. And so, um, like, that's another piece of it, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, right? I spend mean, some time with family. spend some time with family and my sister, you know, people that you just, you work so much. So that was another piece of it. And, you know, my mother and I are like mother, daughter, right? And we're the same person. So we're like, <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. And I was like, well, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> but it's been awesome. Yeah. It's been awesome because, you know, I took her up to Murphy's, which is this little small wine town mm-hmm. in between Tahoe and Yosemite. I know Murphy's. My sister I'm buying lives. a house there next year. Really? Next week. My sister like lives. 
<laughs> yes. In Bear Valley. Yes. You know Bear Valley? Well, that's where I'm going to ski all winter. for like 10 years. That's where I'm going to ski all winter is in Bear Valley. I'm going to buy a place in Murphy's. I'm going to go and have coffee at your sister's. He's been there. <laughs> you drove through Murphy's. That's what I'm talking this place about. This great. That's what I'm talking about. And I took her up there. And, um, well, we kind of threw my dad's ashes up there. I'm not sure <laughs> if I'm going to jail for that. <laughs> um, it, we did this. May or may not have. Yeah, may or may. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> and so um, we did. There's a nice little hike into this unbelievable meadow. Totally. And we just sit there, and that's where my dad is. That's awesome. So I could never do that like that. Yeah. Never, because I never have the time to drive right. up there. And mm-hmm. I love it, and I'm definitely going to buy a house there. Definitely. Love it. My sister's going to be your neighbor pretty soon. Yes. Because yeah. they're going to move down the hill, I think. So Toward me. Yeah. All right. I mean, you get snowed in. That's when you live like, in Murphy's. You're, like, stuck. Right. You yeah. live in Murphy's. Where you actually have a grocery a, store. Right. And it's 4,000. <laughs> it's, like, 4,000 And there's feet. a hospital nearby. And no snow. Never snows. <laughs> no snow, yeah. So like then when right you below the line. You're right below the line. Mm-hmm. Voluntary so, snow. You yeah, to it. <laughs> and then you drive to it. So when yep. the roads are clear, you go ski. Yep. Otherwise, you don't get snowed in. Mm-hmm. You got it, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you know, I got to go. Yeah, we have one question. Uh-oh. Yeah. One question left that we ask all of our guests. Yes. Uh, if you had to give one piece of advice to an up-and-coming beach volleyball player, ah. what would that piece of advice be? Um, to play more. Because I think sometimes uh, athlete like play in, you know, seaside, triple mm-hmm. A's, you know, whatever. Like so many times these players get locked into, I'm going to play in the qualifier, um, you know, whatever. And they go uno dos or whatever or uno. Yeah. And they keep thinking, oh, I keep banging my head against that wall. The piece of advice I would have would be to play your A's, your double A's, to, you know, regardless of the skill level at those tournaments and thinking perhaps you're better, there is something to winning. You have to learn how to win. Mm -hmm. And you can learn how to win if you win a lot of these other tournaments. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like, what is it, in Aspen they have something. Yeah, the mother love, whatever. I would say play more and win more because I think winning... Um, begets winning. And I think you can only really win when you know how to win, and the way to learn how to win is to win. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yes. It makes perfect sense. I think that's, I couldn't agree more with that because I think that's probably the most common piece of advice from our guests is just play. And a lot of your USC girls, like Nicolette Martin, she plays in everything, everything. and wins everything. And that's what I've played more this year than I have in the last, like, two years combined. And you just, one, like, you, you learn how to win, you get used to it, and it becomes an expectation. Right. Which I think is such a good thing for your mindset coming in. Yes. But, two, you also get comfortable being in kind of uncomfortable situations, like down 16, 13 in the second set, and you need to come back. And if you do that enough times in tournaments, like, you don't freak out. Right. If you understand that you've done that, you've made that comeback before, mm-hmm. you can do it again. Because now you understand it. So yeah, I think it's a that mindset. The more you compete, the more you figure out how to win. Right. So. Yeah, I, I think at my level, like, you know, just being on the world tour full time, I mean, is, 
I kind of feel like I could benefit from playing in these other tournaments. Yes. Like, you know, we used to have the, the quote on the wall, winning is a habit, so is losing, right? Yeah. And if you're playing at the highest level all the time, like, it's going to be hard to be winning all the time. I've gotten in the habit, I think, of winning a lot of matches, but not in the habit of winning tournaments, you know? So if you look at my resume, like, BVB, it's like I won, like, I don't know, five tournaments or something, including, like, Norseka, that kind of thing. Um, But that's, like, I'll look at other people's resume, they got, like, 15 wins. I'm like, they're, like, qualifier player. Or, like, you know, like, (laughs) maybe main draw, but... But yeah, it's it's a habit. I think I could probably benefit from that as well. The only problem is I'm like, I don't want any more reps after season. Right. But it's also like energizing in, in your head, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't want to. And even if you just go play. Right. You know, you don't necessarily. I don't to play train any fun ones any, anymore. Really. Yes. I think I kind of need that. That that's yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Play for fun rather right. than I've got to qualify. Yeah. Or I've got to get into the the quarters. Okay, now I got to get in the semis. And then bring some of that fun onto the onto, pressure. Exactly. That, yeah. That's my piece of ice. Is go back to playing the fun ones. I need to play in seaside. That sounded awesome. Whenever it you is. Want to get the sandcast squad together. Ooh, I'm in. We probably should do that. That would be really fun. I need to stop being so snobby with my... Oh, I was going to say elitist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like less intelligent. Yeah. Well, I was definitely being selective this last year of when I worked Yeah, out, but, but you probably had to be. But eventually. Yeah. Sandcast crew. We'll get one together. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, that was amazing. Okay. We went, we went uh, extra long. Like we told you, you before, the good ones, we go long. Yeah. Our half. Hour and a half? Yeah. We've been yakking for an hour and a half? The oh good ones go God. long. We could have done an hour and a half longer. We easily. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little warm up here. No, I'm good. I'm just looking for my thing. Yeah, we're good. I'm out. All right. Peace. Peace.